Hello, and welcome to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I must be honest with you today. This episode is not what I had originally posted. I went to bed last night thinking that today's podcast was ready. In fact, I had already released what I thought would be today's episode, in spite of the fact that I knew our father was telling me that I must go back to speaking against the hatred in his house. I, I repeat the word I, had thought that I could start up again next week with returning to this podcast's original subject matter. However, during my prayer and devotion time this morning, I heard and understood differently. Last week, the Lord brought me back into the book of Esther, again to the fourth chapter. Now, this was not the first time within the last weeks that I was led to this particular story in the Bible. A couple of weeks ago when I read it, I thought surely he was telling me to fast for three days, but apparently that's not what he was saying at all. What our father was telling me was that I must return to the original purpose of this podcast. Racism in the church and body of Christ cannot be ignored. During my time with our father this morning, I explicitly heard him telling me not to wait until next Monday, but to release this message today. Let me say that when I changed the subject matter of this podcast, I couldn't help but notice that immediately the number of listeners began to increase. More people started pulling up the podcast. Well, I guess they're about to go down again because it's better, much better to obey God than man. I don't do this podcast for popularity, kudos, or acceptance. I do this out of obedience to our Father. I assure those of you who do listen that you have no idea as to how many times I have asked our Father to allow me to change the topics and subject matter. I did for the past few weeks, and it felt so much better. My mind and body were so much more relaxed. It feels good to be able to speak words of joy, peace, and encouragement to others. And quite possibly, it was what was needed for that time. Yet in my spirit, I knew that God wasn't finished in the area of systemic racism. I had hoped that after two years that my part with this matter was done. But apparently, it's not. I must continue to speak up and not be quiet concerning racism, hatred, and bigotry in the church and body of Christ. Last week, I had a dream where God confirmed to me that my part with this issue is not complete. He also showed me that in the church, the matter is not a dead one and must be dealt with by pastors and leaders. In the dream, I had decided to go and visit a church that I know and am very familiar with. The church was full with a predominantly Black congregation, although the pastor and most of the leadership was white. I was not welcomed and really didn't care, but there was one or two people who did speak to me. I was having a conversation with someone when I mentioned the name of a Black man. I don't remember whose name I mentioned, but apparently... In the dream, someone overheard me. This woman from across the church shouted out, don't nobody want to hear what that, and she used the N-word, has to say. I looked at her and then looked around to see who would respond, and no one, 
absolutely no one said a word to her. No one paid attention, looked shocked, or even acknowledged that she had used such a word not only among so many Blacks, but also in the house of God. Of course, I left even before the service began and said to someone who had come with me, you see, this is why I don't go to churches anymore. I know that these types of things are actually occurring and they are not being addressed accordingly. No one is speaking up against this type of hatred and bigotry in the church. But let me assure you that God is not pleased and where no one in the church and body of Christ may be, an address, may be addressing these matters, he definitely is. As a prophet who speaks from the mouth of God, I assure you that God is about to deal with this matter and it won't be long. I would admonish those who are and have been ignoring this matter to speak up and I'll allow our Father to speak through you. As the title of this episode reads, God is not finished dealing with the racism in his house, so therefore neither am I and you shouldn't be either. The following is an edited edition from a previous episode from the first time the Lord had me to speak from the book of Esther concerning racism in his house. There's a separation among Christians that God never intended or ordained, but was initiated by pride, hatred, and a false sense of superiority. Those all sound like the characteristics and attributes of Satan and the very things that got him thrown out of heaven and the presence of God. These are the same character traits and attributes that are getting Christians thrown out of his presence as well. It's these very things that will cause many to rather than hearing God say, welcome into his rest, they will hear, depart from me to the lake of fire that was prepared for Satan and his demons. But surely many will say, but I'm in church every Sunday and Bible study too. But it's these very places, the church and Bible studies, where these things are occurring. It's in the very places where people, Christians meet to invoke the presence of God, where the hatred, bigotry, and racism are so evident. In the book of Esther chapter 413, it reads, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house that you alone of all the Jews will escape. As I read this passage of scripture over and over during the past weeks, the Holy Ghost ministered to me that there are so many that think like Esther. They believe that because they're in the house of the king, in the house of the king of kings, that they'll do just fine. They think that because they're in church every Sunday, that they, because they wear the title Christian, that they're in a safe place. It took Esther's uncle Mordecai to remind her that her safety was not in the physical place where she was, but more or less in her obedience to her call. As the DRA Bible reads, and who knoweth whether thou art not come therefore to the kingdom, that thou mightest be ready in such a time as this. Christians are not ready to come forth as they need to in this time of racism in the body of Christ. It needs to be understood that being in the church where you are means absolutely nothing if you are not in the presence and in the will of our Father God. 
In fact, for Christians who continue to keep keep quiet concerning the racism that's occurring at this time, it's them that will end up being destroyed. Esther 4, 14 in the NIV reads, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. It's the very ones who are in the churches, those who see what's occurring against people, against other non-white Christians and human beings as well, but yet refuse to speak out against it. It will be them who will perish. This is not the time for Christians in the church and body of Christ to choose to be silent on racism and bigotry. What many don't understand is that everyone is not a Christian. That means when quote unquote Christians are being seen and noted for all of the bigotry and hatred that's being evidenced through people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Proud Boys, the KKK and others, more and more people begin to dislike and literally hate all Christians. More and more of those who have one time identified as Christians are rejecting their faiths and beliefs. As I stated in the past, the reason that Christians will be persecuted and killed in the Bible is not because of their good and holy ways, but because of their hatred and bigotry toward those not living according to their so-called Christian standards. There were many, many in the Bible who didn't live according to the ways and teachings of Christ, but he never hated or tried to destroy any of them. He knew what their end would be and warned them of it, but he not once tried to force anyone to do what he did or live the way he lived. For those that wanted to continue in sin, they did. Following Christ is a choice. When some of the disciples decided to leave him, he never talked to them against it. In fact, in fact, he asked the 12 if they wanted to leave as well. He gave them that option. So it is with the sin that others choose, and that includes abortion. It's their choice, and they will be judged for it. But when Christians begin to force others to do, not only as they do, but what they've decided for others to do, it's beyond hypocrisy, and it breeds more hatred and bigotry. It causes others, non-Christians, to begin to think that Christians are a danger to society as well as their own personal lives. This is where the persecution against Christians is beginning. Let's go back to where God told Abram to leave his father's house. Genesis 12 verses 1 through 2 reads in the New International Version, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country and away from your relatives and from your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. Again, we see the word nation literally meaning a great race, which became the Jewish people. As was discussed earlier, there was a separation of people, races, and cultures that came about because of a difference in the languages. Even today, various races feel superior to others because of their language. They feel that they speak better, more acceptable, and more eloquently than other races. 
racist people will tell those with accents to learn how to speak English or go back to their own countries. Native American children were taken from their parents and homelands in order to prevent them from learning to speak and continue their cultural languages. Even right here in Louisiana with the Acadian French, that language was nearly lost because it was frowned upon by whites. I've been told firsthand stories of white teachers who went into those areas here in Louisiana and would hit and beat the children for speaking their Acadian French language. In Canada, I was hosted by a white French Canadian pastor who told me how his white co-workers would tell him to speak white. As a child and even as a young adult, I used to consider it a compliment when whites would tell me that I spoke so well. I didn't realize that what they were actually saying was that I spoke in a way that they approved and I didn't sound black. As far as accents and different languages, personally, I don't think I've ever heard anything so beautiful as someone speaking with what's referred to as an accent that identifies their heritage. It was never the will of God that after he confused the languages, that hatred and racism would rise up in the way that it has. Race was never supposed to be an issue in the kingdom of God, but only became so after the means of communication was confounded. Am I blaming God? Of course not. Let me explain. Man's communication with God has stopped even before he confounded the languages. If it had not, they would have known not to build the tower. Therefore, what obviously occurred was when man stopped communicating with God and then were no longer able to communicate with one another, it was at that time that the enemy began to communicate with them to fill them with mistrust towards one another, which then bred hatred, racism, and prejudice. However, today there is no language barrier. There's no reason or excuse for us not to be able to understand and talk among ourselves in the church and body of Christ. Yet, there is still a refusal with Christians to communicate, to talk, and converse with one another on this continuing issue of racism. What was never an issue or matter of concern at one point in the Bible became one. It has now become the main source of contention among Christians, where one race not only feels it's better than other races, but are willing to fight and kill in order for their race to be the superior one while suppressing others who are not of their color. When we see that occurring in the word of God, it was against the Jews and totally against the will of our father. Again and again, God gave the Jews victory after victory against those who rose up against them. And he will do the same at this time for those who are being persecuted simply because of their race where there was once no communication. Now with all the means available to do so, there is still no desire to sit and talk concerning the problems and controversy over racism and white supremacists in the church. Again, I am speaking words to every Christian who will hear this podcast, what Mordecai said to Esther in chapter four, verse 14. 
For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. Let me say for those who choose to remain silent in the body of Christ, no matter what the reason, unless God has specifically told you to remain silent, you must be willing to speak up and not be afraid to do so. Now, I know that there are pastors who will immediately say and have already said that God has spoken to them to remain silent on this matter. For their sakes and the sakes of their congregation, I can only pray that they have truly heard from, from the Father. For the most part, those who are refusing to speak up are not speaking up because God has told them not to, but because of the finances that they're afraid of losing. They don't want to disturb their larger donors or more influ influential members. But those who refuse to stand and speak up on behalf of the oppressed, as Mordecai said to Esther, God will certainly deal with them and their families. And yet he will most definitely deliver those who are walking according to his will and being oppressed. Selah. As for me personally, I will not be afraid to speak up and speak out. And if I perish, I perish. But I will not be silent. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.